Welcome to our channel. As you take time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe and pray that your faith will be strengthened up each day and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. We are dwelling in the series called Why? Right? And how many of you are blessed through this series? We have been hearing from a lot of people. Yeah, give a shout out. Give a shout out to God if you're happy about the series. Yes, yes. We thank God that he is giving us rich words. Amen. Through Pastor Sam. And the first week we saw, why did God allow it? Right? And the second week we saw, why hell? Why does hell exist? And the third week we saw, why prayer and this week we're gonna see another why but before we go into that don't we all actually have some struggles and fights every single day right we all have celebrations we have happy moments we do have a beautiful family friends and things are good but most of the time we have struggles most of the time we are fighting something most of the time we are hustling chasing we are thriving that is always in our life it goes from fighting uh, paying bills ongoing fights with addictions ongoing fights with making sure the kids are on track holding your family together your marriage together keeping sane with crazy people and fights and doubts and depression that continues on and on every single day. So we all have fights in our life. It can be big, it can be small. It can be people, it can be the world, it can be the devil, it can be us, right? Most of the time and every single day, we go through a fight. And it's not just us. In the Bible, there is a person who also is preparing for a fight. Right? When you say fight, you know, it gives you like, I'm ready. And you know, if you're in your college days, you're like, fight, I'm ready, you know. But when life goes on, when you mature, those fights were nothing. When you look into your bank account, like at the middle of the month, like, man, that's a big fight. <laughs> right? And you really, really like a person and you don't know how to approach them. And I don't know how to do that. That's a big fight. Right? And you're married. Fights. <laughs> Right? You know, so there is a person in the Bible preparing for a fight. And it's so beautiful on how he prepared for the battle. And it's really amazing how we are going to learn from him on how he is preparing for the, for the battle. In Psalms chapter 20, we see King David. The verse is going to come on the screen or you can just turn your Bibles to Psalms chapter 20. Here it talks about how King David is preparing for a fight. And the beautiful statement today, I believe that we will be provoked in our faith to fight our battles. We, I pray that today our faith will be stirred up, will be strengthened, that our, our battle will be fought through our faith. And in this verse 7 says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Can we read that together, church? Some trust in chariots and some in horse, but we trust in the name of the Lord. That was the most depressing verse that I could ever hear you guys read. Like, we trust in the name of the Lord. Come on, can we read it out louder? 
One more time together. Here we go. Some nation boasts on their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. We read and said some boast in the chariots and horses, but little we know that some is sometimes us. We fall in that some category. In the olden days when they were fighting, the, the kingdom took pride in the kind of chariots they had. In the kind of horses they had, the number of horses they had, and chariots evolved as, as, as time went on. They had chariots made out of wood, chariots made out of iron, chariots made out of bronze, and it was the pride of that kingdom saying, we are strong because our chariots are there. And when the war comes, the king will say, go count how many soldiers are there. Go see how many chariots are ready. Go see how many horses we have. And when they are good, they go for it because their trust is on chariots and on horses. But in this time, right now, at very present moment, we also have our chariots and our war horses. We also ride on our chariots and our war horses when there is difficulties that comes our way. We do ride on the chariot called my knowledge. Every Sunday morning you come, you praise the Lord, say, I trust in you, I am a Christian, I am a believer, I am a redeemer. We say that and on a Monday morning we sit on our chariots and we try to face our battles. On a Tuesday morning you choose your war horse. What is it? Maybe it's my finance. I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to see my future. Oh, okay, it looks good. I'm going to ride on it. It's my experience that is going to take me far. In, 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 your, in, your, in your job, in your family, in your workplace, in your, in your college, you might say like, I have experience, so I think I can win this battle. I have done this before, so I know it's going to be okay. We have our chariots and we have our horses. It is easy, actually. I, I, I understand with us, like, it's very, very, very true that it's so easy to trust something that is tangible. You can see what's around you. You can see your finance. You know how your knowledge works, your experience. It is so easy to trust something that you can see. It is so understood. But this morning, can I challenge you to trust God even if you don't see him in your situation? Amen. Can I encourage you this morning to say, take God as your war horse. Take God as your chariot when you see a battle come your way. It's so beautiful that, that David always had doubts. We also have doubts, right? And that is why this Y series is all about why, right? We have our doubts. But what's beautiful about David is that his doubt always followed by faith. There was faith after his doubt, right? It was the same man who says, I trust in the Lord. I don't trust in the chariots. I don't trust in the horses. But if you go to Psalms chapter 13 from 1 to 2, it says, Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemies have upper hand? The same man 
who said, I trust in the Lord. And he says, how long? Why, God, why? Why is this happening to me? But the beautiful part is, when he doubted, he also had faith that he can trust in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And today, this morning, I want us to have a transition from knowing, can I trust God? I'm not sure if I can trust God, to I know I can trust Him. I don't see Him. I don't feel Him. I'm not sure if I can trust God right now. Right now, I need something else. I need a horse to ride on. I need a chariot to ride on. I need someone who can actually be there for me. I want my finance. I want something that I can see and feel. I'm not sure if I can trust God right now. But this morning, let's see how we can go from that to saying, I know I can trust my God. Amen. Today's sermon title is, Why Should I Trust God? Why should I trust God? How do you grow to trust God when you can't see Him? As Christians, we talk about trust. We talk about faith. That's what most of our songs are composed of. I have faith. You are faithful. I can do it. But when we live it out, it is so impractical to trust a God that we cannot see. To trust a God that we can't hear. But he is always there. But he is always speaking. But we can't see it. Because God has given us only five senses. Right? But today, can we have a little more faith to trust God in it? And how can we do it? How can we do this transition? Who is going to help us with this? Let me tell you, it is all in your hands. You can do it. And here's how. Here's how. Let's talk about three points today. Why should I trust God? And how can I trust God and make it as my lifestyle? And how can you stop doubting God? Is by questioning Him. Is by question. You can question. You can go to God with all your questions. If you have a doubt saying, can I go to God with questions? Is it okay? He's a great God. Will he take something from me if I keep questioning him? If I ask him a question, will that happen? Let me tell you, it's absolutely okay to ask God questions. We're not questioning his power. We're not questioning his greatness or faithfulness. But when you have questions in your life, it is okay for you to go to God with your questions. If King David, who is the man after God's own heart, if he can go to God asking him questions, why, Lord, why? You are good to go and ask him the same questions. Why, Lord, why? You're good to go ask him questions. I want to read this out loud and I want you all to hear me out clearly. We are close to God when we are asking questions than when we think we hold all the answers. We are close to God when we are asking questions than when we think we hold all the answers. Sometimes we go like, I know the answer. I know what to do. Maybe I can try this out and let me move forward. But God is saying, hey, do you have questions in life? Do you have doubts in your life? 
come to me. The thing is, we ask questions sometimes because we care. If you really care, we actually sit down and we think about it, we worry ourselves and we raise our questions. And let me tell you, if there's something so worthy in your life that you care, bring it to God. If there's something so worthy in your life that you would spend your time worrying about, questioning yourself, bring it to God. Because God has the answer for everything. There is no better answer that we can find in this world Right? There's no better answer that we can find in this world that is right for you, which does not come from the heart of God. If it does not come from the heart of God, that is not the answer for us. We can find 100 solutions in this world, but the very answer that comes from the heart of God is the answer for us. Amen? Amen, church, are you with me? So when you have questions, what do you do? If you're wondering why, ask God why. If you don't know what to do, ask God for wisdom. If you're hurting, cast your care on God. Why? Because God cares. These are not just few statements, but these are the promises of God. These are the promises He's saying, come to me, taste me and see that I am good. And he says, come to me that I will give you wisdom. I will make you the head and not the tail. And God is saying, if you're heavily burdened, come to me because I have rest. And you will receive your peace in me. These are the promises of God. God would rather have you run to him with questions than run away from him with doubts. God would rather have you Run to him with questions. He is okay to have you come before him and say, Lord, why? Lord, why? Than to say, I just don't understand this. And I'm, I need a break. I'm going to go figure out something else. God would rather have you run to him with questions than run away from him with doubts. So first thing, how can I... Transition from, I'm not sure if I can trust God, to I know I can trust God. First thing is, you question. Go to God with all your question. Pour it out. Have your venting session with Him. We go to therapists, we go to people saying, I want to just vent it out. I don't want answers, I don't want anything, but can I just vent it out? I think God is so ready to say, come vent it out to me. Come vent it out to me. I'm going to ease in your yoke. Come when it out to me. Go to God with your questions. Second point, go to him in prayer. Go to him in prayer. When you are battling something outside, the battle should start and your victory starts when you go on your knees in the presence of God. In the presence of God. Prayer is a battle. Prayer is your weapon. Amen. With your doubts and questions, your trust will be built when you say, God, there is no other place I can go right now. So can I just kneel here and pray? Can I just speak to you this morning, God? I feel so heavy. I feel so burdened. Things are not working out for me. Can I come before you? Father, Father, can I speak to you? 
When you are struggling to have doubt in your life, pray about it. When David had doubt, he prayed. When Moses had doubt, he prayed. He had doubts if he can lead the Israelites. But in all of that big doubts, and people were ready with a stone in the hand to stone him, to say, you took us out of Egypt so that we can die in the wilderness. In that moment of doubt, Moses went to God and he prayed. Esther prayed. When she had doubt if she can redeem Israel, she prayed and seeked God for wisdom. Joshua had doubts and he prayed. Peter had his doubts. If he can be redeemed again after he betrayed Jesus, three times. But he went and said, Lord, I am sorry. Can I be restored to my position? He prayed. The early churches, they had their doubts. They had their doubts if they're going to get killed that day, if they're going to be persecuted that day, or if they can take the gospel to the world. They had their doubts. Reading all this, I feel like they had real problems than us. But we went more than them. But early churches prayed. They prayed. In all of your doubts, in all of our questions, come before God in prayer. Because there is no right answer for us in this world if it hasn't come from the heart of God. Amen. And as you pray, I believe your faith will be stirred up. And your faith will enable you to ride on God in all of your tough situations. And don't seek your chariots. Don't seek your chariots. What is your chariot? What is it you've been riding about? Is it people? Is it our education? Is it our social status outside? What is it? What is our chariots? I want you to examine ourselves this morning and see what do I ride on on every morning? I'm not talking about your bikes and the cars. It's about your spiritual battle. What do we ride on? Do we depend on our parents, our friends, our own experiences? Today, this morning, church, ride on God. He is the chariot and he is the conquering horse. Amen. In your doubts and in your questions, ride on God. And the third thing is you surrender. When you have doubts, when you have questions, when you just can't see God in your scenario, when you just can't know what is God going to do in your life, all that we have to do is surrender. What does it mean to surrender? As you grow in faith, as you grow in faith, when you question and when you pray, as you grow in faith, you will choose to trust God even if you don't understand. Even if you don't understand, even if things don't make sense to you, you will know you have to trust God because you are in a surrendered position. Most of us go like, uh, well, I need more clarity. Like, like, this doesn't make sense to me. With what I know, this, I can't understand this. I, I don't get it. I need more clarity. I need more time. Church, I want to ask you this question. How many times has God surprised you by moving in a very different way than usual? Raise your hand. Has God surprised you? by moving in a very different way than usual. Yeah? Yes? But most of the time, why do we sit and ask, 
God, you, you, this is not how it works. I can't crack the code, God. We're trying to actually crack the code, God. Now, how does he work? Let's sit and brainstorm on this. How does God work? You cannot define how God works because that is who he is. That is who he is. We cannot contain God with a very feeble brain of ours and say, God, you worked like that. Where are you now? God is saying, wait for a surprise. You don't have to understand everything. All that you have to do is surrender and say, God, I trust you. Shall we all turn our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3 from 5 to 6? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. If you were born in a Christian family, this Bible verse, right, was recited every time you went to school, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Don't lean on your understanding. Put your trust in the Lord. It was good. I, I, I loved that verse when I grew up. But after I grew up, it was so hard to follow that because I had understanding, man. I had some knowledge. I have been through things. I have gained experience. Why can't I lean on my own understanding? I feel like I, I, I have what it takes. But this is the problem with leaning on our own understanding. And you know why. Because it's very limited. Very limited edition. You can be as futuristic as you can. We can be as modern as you can. We can be as, you know, future generation, you know, whatever, as advanced as we can. We can be as updated as we can. But when you are getting ready for a battle that God has prepared for you, our understanding is very, very limited. And everything that we write on this earth is limited. Anything this world can provide is limited. You can say, well, Netflix has unlimited movies. Stop paying a subscription and see. Everything is limited. Our understanding is limited and that's the problem. We cannot lean on, an, on our understanding. And you know, the best part is sometimes we carry this little understanding and we go and try to poke on things that God is trying to do. God has this beautiful thing incubating for us and we go with this feeble understanding like, oh, I see. Let me do something here. Let me, let me do, I, I know how it works. I know how it works. Let me do something here. I have planned ahead. I know how it's going to work. Have you all done that? Have you all done that? You felt like you know it all, like you got this and you messed it up so bad. Have you guys had that experience? Yeah? I know this kid, um, he was, uh, you know, he's a pastor's kid, okay? He's a pastor's kid and... Uh, he was so fascinated with cycles and bikes and cars. So when his dad is like preaching, uh, he, he, he doesn't want to sit in the church in the preaching time. So he'd come down uh, where all the bikes and all the tires are parked, I mean, all the cycles are parked. And mostly it was cycles because, you know, people use cycle most of the time. So all the, and he was so fascinated. He went to a cycle and he saw the tube, you know, the air tube. And he took it out and he took a pin and he punched it and he heard a sound and he was like wow that's amazing 
It makes sound. And, and, and it's natural. It's coming out of the tire. I didn't make it. And then he was so curious. And he went to the next bike. And he was like, and he was like, oh, so if I put the pin inside, it releases the pressure, huh? And he's like, oh, wow, I figured out something, science. And he went to the next bike and he goes like, and there's only this kid was having the best time of his life because he's discovered something. But little did he know that right after the service, when all the believers came down, and they looked at their bikes and their cycle and they were so upset because they have to push their bikes and cycles and go home. That was not the worst part yet. Little did he know that his dad had a very strong belt. <laughs> and little did he know that using his feeble understanding that he just ruined his day, the rest of the day, and he was belted. Right? And you're wondering, who is this amazing, cute kid? Everyone turn back and see. It's none other than Pastor Sam. <laughs> the great scientist, right? Who used this amazing understanding, like, wow, something I discovered. I think we all do this, no matter how much we grow up. We do this with God. With people, we are like, I'm so mature, I know how to handle things, you know, come on, let's all talk, I know, you know, we are mature people, let's do this well. But with God, we are all like, Okay, what's the problem here? What's the problem here? What are we actually puncturing here? We're actually destroying God's purpose by you using your understanding and ruining and destroying God's purpose for our life. This kid would have had a nice day, nice biryani that uh, evening, lunch, dinner, he could have had a nice day, but he ruined it with his small understanding, right? The same way God has beautiful things in store for us, but we go to him and say, God, I just don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me. You should have done this. According to our plan, but it is our plan, but according to our plan, this should have happened. God, I should have been in US by now. I am putting chairs in KCC. I don't understand and I don't see you here. I need to do something about it. And we use this little knowledge saying, you know what, I have to get on my legs and I have to do something. And we take this little understanding we have and we go and try to do something without, with forget, without forgetting the consequences of destroying God's very purpose in our life. Do not lean on your own understanding, church. It's easy to trust God than to lean on our own understanding, which is too complicated. When you just don't understand anything, you need God to speak to you, right? When men go like, we don't understand women, man. Yes, you need God's understanding to understand these amazing creatures, okay? If you don't have enough understanding, seek God and trust Him. Trust Him blindly, trust Him. How do you choose to trust him? How do you surrender? This is how Jesus did. This is how Jesus did. He stretched out. He lied face down before God. 
like a servant waiting for his master's command. This is how Jesus surrendered. This is how he surrendered. Surrender means you are waiting for the will of the master to be fulfilled in you. We have these misconceptions saying, when I pray, when I seek, when I have trust in God, it should happen. It should happen. Our trust is not to receive things from God, but our trust to say, I trust in your will, and I'm going to surrender. You need trust to surrender. You don't need trust to receive. Church, let's understand this. You don't need trust to receive things from God, but we need trust to surrender and let go and say, God, I am just going to lay it down at your feet. Many remember Jesus when he went on the cross. What happened the previous night? He was falling face down at the Garden of Gethsemane, and he asked, God, if it's possible, if it's possible, remove this cup. He had his doubts. He said, God, is it possible? Please, is it possible? He had his doubts. But what followed next was the faith in the heart of surrender. Then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. How beautiful is this example on how Jesus had his doubts. He had an emotional breakdown. But you see the position that he was, he was face down before God and he said, God, I have my doubts and I'm asking you why. But at the same time, God, may your will be done. It's okay if you have doubts. It's okay if you're questioning God, but do not stop right there. Let faith follow your questions and our doubts. Before trusting God, let's remove those misconceptions about what trust means. Trusting God is not about receiving things from God. Trusting God is about us surrendering before Him. Trusting God means no matter what happens, you believe that God loves you and is working all things for your good. Trusting God and surrendering is about saying, God, I think you know me better. I think your plans are better for me. And I think, God, you can do better in this situation. So I surrender. Church, this is God's nature. This is God's nature where he can only do good. Where he can only plan wiser and higher things for us. That's his nature. That's his character. That's his attribute. You might feel like, I lost my loved one. I lost my good friendship. I had a horrible childhood. The situation that I am right now, it's pathetic. How is this good? In our eyes, all these things might look like a sad and emotional thing, but in God's eyes, it's all for a greater plan that he is working for us. With a little understanding, we might feel like, if this happens, I am done. If this goes wrong, it's, it's over for me. If I lose this person in my life, I don't have a future. And that when that happens, we drain and we drown. But God, even in our battles, even in our loss, even in our pathetic moments, God is still working good. 
God is still working something for our good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who has been called according to his purpose. God works all things for good. That's where you apply your trust and say, even if it doesn't look good, even if I don't see good, even if I don't see you in this, even if I'm not profiting from this, I surrender because I trust that you are working all things for good. Amen? Amen? So how do we transition from I'm not sure if I can trust God to I know I can trust God? First thing, you question. Bring your questions to God. Ask questions. Went it out. You go to the presence of God. There is no other place where you can ask your questions. Man can give you answers, but with their very, very limited understanding. Go to God who knows it all. Church, put your trust on this person who, who knows it all. And as you ask questions, dwell in the presence of God as a prayer. Go before him, kneel before him, fall on your face and say, God, can I speak to you? I need to speak to you and I need answers from you. Even if I don't hear it now, even if I don't see it now, God, I surrender and say, it is going to be well. It is well with my soul because I have not surrendered to the world, but I have surrendered to the God Almighty. As a Christian, it is really dangerous for us to surrender to the standards of this world. Than to surrender before the God who is in charge. Than the God who knows it all. Than the God who cares. We are actually trying to live according to the standards of this world. We have surrendered to that. We have surrendered to those things. And this morning, I want to share this from my heart. There are families... There are families, there are husbands and wives who surrendered to the traditions and to their feeble understanding and they are destroying what the Lord is doing for their family. I want to speak it out. I, I'm sure this is for someone here today. There are families where husbands and wives have surrendered themselves to the traditions, to the cultures, to their own beliefs, to knowing this is what I know, this is how it should work, this is how it should be. And they are surrendering themselves to that. And they are destroying what God is doing in their family. This goes with anyone else as well. If you're a student, if you're a working person, do not surrender to the style of this world. Surrender to God who is in control. Amen. Church, are you encouraged this morning? Amen. David had his question. He said, where are you, God? He didn't ask question. And he also prayed and he said, God, one thing I ask and one thing is that I want to dwell in your presence. David, he also went and surrendered and said, God, there might be horses and chariots prepared, but I put my trust in you. Jesus did have questions and he said, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? At the same time, Jesus also prayed and he said, God, in your hands, I lay my spirit. 
and he surrendered and he said, God, even if I'm going to be in the grave, even if it looks like I have lost the battle, I surrender because day three is coming. Day three is coming and the resurrection power is ready. Jesus surrendered. He was killed. And Jesus said, I surrender because I put my trust in you because I know the resurrection is coming. The resurrection is coming. Church, what is that you are struggling to fight this morning? What is that we are trying to struggle in our life? And what are we riding upon? Which chariot have you picked to fight your battle? Is it our money, our education, our people, our spouse, our children? Parents might feel like, my kids are going to take care of me. I have no worry about my future. No. The only best chariot that we can ride upon is Jesus. He is the hope to all generations. Because he stays the same yesterday, today, and forever. This morning we sang his promises, yes and louder. His promises, yes and his promises are yes and if he says, he will do. If he speaks, he is able. Why do we put our trust in something that cannot approve of God's wisdom? Anything in this world can never keep up with God's understanding because he looks beyond what we can see. He looks beyond what we can understand. He gives beyond what you need. He gives beyond what you think you need. And why are we riding on different horses? Ride on this horse who conquered the grave. This horse might bleed, but this horse might die, but this horse will not lose. The horse that is king of kings, as you ride on him, he will take you through your battles. But one thing is sure, you might get some of the, uh, some of the bruise. You might see like the horse is bleeding. There might be some stumbling. But this is for sure, but th that this horse will ride you through and to your victory. It is taking to the purpose that God has set for you. It is taking to the destination that God has set for you. Choose God. Choose God and trust in Him alone. You may be hurting, struggling, or questioning God right now. Maybe wondering, how do you trust God when I'm still waiting for marriage, but I have no idea how to choose a person? You might be trying to save a marriage, but you're the only one trying so hard to keep it up. You might be the person who's, who's paying the bills where your income is less, where your bills are exceeding than how much you're earning. You have been praying and praying and praying, but there is nothing happening. If you are that person this morning, I want to tell you, write on this God and put your trust on Him. Put your trust on Jesus.
world might show you a lot of options and say, this will work, this will work, come on, do this. And after a few months, they'll say, we have upgraded now. And after one year, they will say, we have upgraded it now. And God is saying, I am this one solution that you need forever and ever. Shall we stand up in the presence of God? And church, this morning, God is just speaking in one thing and He's saying, even if you don't understand, even if you can't see it, would you trust in me? This is a question that God is putting in front of us. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, even if it doesn't make sense to you, would you put your trust in me? Even if you can't see things through, even if you can't understand the things that I have in store for you, would you put your trust in me? Some trust in the horses, some trust in the chariots, but we, the people of God, put our trust in our God alone. Even if I can't believe, I will believe. Even if I can't see, I will believe. Even if I can't feel it, I will trust in the name of the Lord. Church, this morning, would you raise your hands? Would you raise your hands towards heaven as an act of surrenderance and say, God, I have my doubts, I have my questions. Things are not working out right because my battles are never ending. It's never ending. It's ongoing. But you know what? I trust you this morning. I trust you this morning. I trust you this morning. Oh God, would you speak to me? Thank you for listening to our sermon. We hope that this sermon was a blessing for you as well as your family. If you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will meet you next week with another inspiring sermon. God bless you.